almost all the Forbes 400 wealthiest people in America are investing in commercial real estate. A lot of them got there through commercial real estate in the first place. And I realized there's a reason for that. And when I discovered how commercial real estate really works, how the value formula works, et cetera, I've never looked back since then. That's why we launched Wellings Capital. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we've hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners just like you, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on CEO hacks and CEO nuggets. This is by far one of my favorite questions I asked on the show. In other words, I asked, what are the apps, books, and habits that make you more effective and efficient? Those were the CEO hacks. And then I asked for a word of wisdom or a piece of advice or something that you might tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine. And those were the CEO nuggets. That's what we'll focus on this month and some of the top ones that can instantly impact your business. I love all the questions, but with every episode, I thought I would walk away with something I could look at and implement right there to save the precious resources, time and money. Or I would also learn about the advice, tips and tidbits or tools of the trade on how to level up our organization. So you'll hear some of these this month. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. And I have a very special guest on the show today at Paul Moore of Wellings Capital. Paul, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks, Gresham. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Paul so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And after graduating with an engineering degree and then an MBA from Ohio State, Paul started on the management development track at Ford Motor Company in Detroit. After five years, he departed to start a staffing company with a partner. They sold it to a publicly traded firm for $2.9 million five years later. Along the way, Paul was the finalist for Ernest and Young's Michigan Entrepreneur of the Year two straight years. Paul later entered the real estate sector where he completed 85 real estate investments and exits, appeared on HGTV special, rehab and managed dozens of rental properties, developed a waterfront subdivision, and started two successful online real estate marketing firms. Three successful developments, including assisting with development of Hyatt Hotel and a multifamily housing project, led him into the commercial investment arena where he manages two private equity firms. Paul, are you ready to speak to the I'm CEO community? I am ready. I'm exhausted though after that long bio, man. (laughs) Exactly. Shiny objects in there, doesn't it sound like? Exactly. I can't imagine how it was doing it. It was a lot of reading it. So I I know you're rocking and rolling, doing a lot of awesome things. So it's great to have you on the show. You bet. Yes. So I I wanted to kick everything off and, and hear more about what I call your CEO story and what led you to start your business. 
So when I worked at Ford Motor Company, it was almost 20, 30 years ago, almost, man, I could have retired. I, I really liked Ford. And like a lot of people have these complaints about the big company they worked for or whatever, but I actually had no complaints. I really liked it, but I looked at the potential career path and I saw that a lot of executives were transferring all around the country. Their kids never got to have roots anywhere. I heard of some kids who said that they told their parents back around 10th or 11th grade, look, I'm not moving again, dad. I'm staying here. I'm going to move in with my friend. Uh I didn't want to see that happen. So I, I, I also found myself tinkering with stuff. My buddy and I were always doing things in the evenings and weekends, trying to start some side gig to make money on the side. And so I realized, I think I'm more set to be an entrepreneur than I am uh, work at Ford for the next 30 or 40 years. So we launched out on our own. And my wife was amazing because she is super risk averse. She hates risk. But she actually let me take this risk, even though she was seven months pregnant with our first child. Um, And she hated the thought of, we didn't even know any entrepreneurs. So Mm -hmm. she hated the thought of all that risk. But thank God for her that she let us, she let me launch out and gave me the freedom to do that. And so there's been a lot of ups and downs along the way, let me tell you. Yeah, I I bet so. So I guess, could you tell us a little bit more on what you decided to launch? Tell us a little bit more about Wellings Capital and everything you're doing. Yeah. So after doing that company, I, 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 in 19, 97, I found myself before my 34th birthday, I actually found myself going into so-called semi-retirement. And I thought I'm an investor now. And I really didn't know the first thing about investing, Gresh. I I thought I, I didn't understand the difference between investing and speculating. Investing is when your principal is generally safe and you've got a chance to make a return. But speculating is when your principal is not at all safe and you've got a chance to make a return. And I was definitely speculating and calling it investing. And so I made a lot of money on some things and I lost a lot of money on other things. And that's one of the reasons we launched the podcast we have today. It's called How to Lose Money. And uh, that's where we talk to successful entrepreneurs and investors about mistakes and things in the past, in their past on their road to success where they, they got burned or lost a lot of money. But at any rate, um, I got into uh, flipping houses before flipping was a thing. And then we actually started uh, resell, buying and reselling waterfront lots, built a small subdivision, uh, built some houses from the ground up. And like I said, I made some money, lost some money. And I realized when I turned 50 that I didn't want to be on the losing end of some startup or some risky speculative venture. I didn't want to be on the, it's like the double or nothing. I didn't want to be on the nothing part of that (laughs) someday in my fifties, sixties, seventies, whenever I couldn't work again, I didn't want to leave my family stranded. And I thought, what could I do? What could I do that would be risk averse? That would be, I wouldn't be swinging for the fences. I'd actually be trying to hit singles and doubles. And I discovered that in commercial real estate. And Grash, I found out that almost all the Forbes 400 wealthiest people in America are investing in commercial real estate. A lot of them got there through commercial real estate in the first place. And I realized there's a reason for that. And when I discovered how commercial real estate really works, how the value formula works, et cetera. I I have never looked back since then. That's why we launched Wellings Capital. 
Nice. I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that I always say success leaves clues. So the fact that you mentioned that the people in the Forbes 400 or Forbes 500 were are somehow associated with commercial real estate, you understood that that was something that not only did it fit within what you were trying to accomplish, but it also could lead you on that path and could lead many others on that path, it sounds like. Yeah, that's very true. It's surprising to me that, and I could go through the math if we have more time, but if you can, if you can save a dollar a month at a commercial real estate property, if you can make an extra dollar or save a dollar, you add a dollar to your income, that's $12 a year. And you divide that amount by the cap rate, which is the rate of return. And let's say that's 6%. That's the general rate of return in a certain asset, certain property, like a certain market right now. $12 divided by 0.06 is $200. So I can create $200 in value at an asset, whether it's multifamily, self-storage, mobile home parks. I can create $200 in value to the shareholders by adding a dollar to the bottom line. It's pretty powerful. Now you take that and multiply that out times the thousands of dollars you can actually create. We're talking real money here. And with leverage, you know, when you take debt into the equation, it even multiplies that effect further. And so it's, there's all kinds of examples in this if we have more time, but it it is a powerful, powerful lever that commercial investors and operators can pull to really create real big wealth. Nice. Yeah. Now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce, and this could be for you or your organization, but what do you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? So what we're doing is there are a lot of people, I, some of them, there are some newbies out there who were not investing in real estate in the last crash, and they're now experts. They're, they've got mentoring programs, they're selling coaching, and they haven't lived through a crash. And I, I will say that I, I, we've been through a couple crashes, the, the minor one in early, like around 2001, and then the, the big one, of course, that we all know about. And I can say that we have gone to great lengths in our, we're in our fifties to vet operators and we are able to find great operators and put them together and make their products, their, their investments available to investors. And so Wellings Capital has got two funds. We've got a growth fund, which is all about appreciation and then an income fund, which is income and growth. And, um, We've put together a diversified group of these amazing operators who have survived and actually thrived through more than one recession and who have great returns. And some of them are not really well known to the public and we're making them known to our uh, investors and giving investors an opportunity to invest. And they're actually giving us a better deal because of our size. And so we're actually able to do that at no effective cost to the investor. So that's what we love about what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say that you always try to build upon the expertise of the people that are on your team or the people that are around you. And like you said, you guys have been through those great economic times, but also the the not so great economic times and to be able to tap into that expertise and understand how you're investing your money, how you're not speculating unless you want to speculate, but understand the difference between the two is really important to do that if you're doing something like that. That makes perfect sense. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. Yeah, absolutely. So I tell you, 
I, uh, CEOs, entrepreneurs in general are a very, let's say an optimistic bunch. And so as optimists, we tend to believe, we tend to also get distracted easily. We tend to chase shiny objects and he who chases two rabbits catches none. usually catches none. And he, there's, there's another saying I'm, I'm forgetting it already, but I, 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 acorn that is planning to turn into a large oak tree plans not to move around too much. I said that totally wrong, didn't I? But anyway, you get the point. I got the point. (laughs) And so I found that over the years, one of the biggest mistakes I made is just chasing too many things at once. So I have begun a program uh, with Jeff Woods and Gary Keller. It's called the one thing. And a lot of us have heard of the one thing book, but they've actually got a program. You can sign up for it and they teach you and they have weekly updates and coaching calls and accountability, helping you stay accountable to focusing on one thing and doing that really well. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great hack because a lot of times I always visualize and I, I can't remember the quote myself, but it always talks about a magnifying glass. If you take a magnifying glass and you put it under the sun, it will burn a hole in a, in a wooden plank. But if you take that same sun and you don't have the magnifying glass, it can lay on that plank the entire time and never make any impact. So it's so important to be like focused and have that one thing. So I'm glad you, you brought that yeah. up. Very true. That's good. Yes. And um, now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And you might've already touched on this, but this is something that is a word of wisdom or a piece of advice, or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? Oh, absolutely. That's easy. I, I, I've told my son and my junior partner, they're both about 25 years old. And I said, knowing what I know now about commercial real estate, I absolutely never would have done anything else because the risk and the return and the ability to see the demographic outlook for years to come is very, very powerful. Warren Buffett doesn't generally invest in internet stocks because he says, I don't know what the future technology holds, but I do know that the internet's not going to change the way people chew gum. Yes, that that makes perfect sense. And who better to listen to than definitely the guru Warren Buffett, especially I know him talking about that. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Paul, what does being a CEO mean to you? You know, I, I think it means being a servant and drawing out the talents of everybody in your organization. A CEO, they say we should rule like a servant and we should serve like a king. And so as a CEO, I want to do both of those. I want to rule like a servant and I want to serve like a king. Nice. I absolutely love that. So Paul, I truly appreciate your time. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And then how, of course, how best they can get a hold of you and listen to your podcast. You know, I touched on it earlier. I said that investing versus speculating is something that's really important for everybody. I'll leave, I'll leave people with a couple quotes here on that. So Paul Samuelson was the first Nobel Prize winner in economics from the U.S. And Samuelson said that investing should be like watching paint dry or watching grass grow. If you want excitement, take $800 
and go to Las Vegas. And I think Samuelson's quote is so important because it reminds us that while we might want to get all kinds of, we might have fun, we might want to live on the edge, we want to have excitement as a CEO, uh, that's fine as an entrepreneur. But when it comes to investing, our investments should generally be very boring. And then the very last quote is from the wisest man who ever lived. His name is King Solomon. And he said, he who invests, he who gains wealth quickly will watch it dwindle. And I think that's a similar thing. We need to be in it for the long haul. Nice. I definitely appreciate those, those nuggets and and people that want to reach out to you. What's the best way for them to do that? They can go to our website. It's wellingscapital.com. That's W-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-C-A-P-I-T-A-L, wellingscapital.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We'll have those links in the show notes as well. But thank you so much again, Paul. I appreciate you. I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, Gresham. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.